What's up, everyone? This is a new episode of Sports Harder. We got the new microphone up and running, so we're able to do a, uh, a dual microphone uh, set this episode, so we don't have to pass the mic back and forth, which will be a lot more fun. That got annoying really quick. Yeah, I didn't like sitting there like holding it for you. That felt kind of awkward. Like I felt like hey, I, I grabbed it from you a few times. I, I know. Didn't have to do it all the time. I know, but it felt like we, you know. Maybe should I should like taking you out to dinner first or something, oh, or geez. you know like looked you know look deeply into my eyes when no. you talk into the mic. <laughs> no, this trust is, me, I think if anybody tried to steal you, Mel would kill them. <laughs> this is this is true. No, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I mean, she is Melanie the felony, so I mean, I mean that 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 could be that could be true. So. An appropriate crime for an appropriate name. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, as you all know, I am your host for the evening, Maddie Lukewarm Ice. And as you could hear, our co-host for the evening will be David Short, but not long. What up? So we have a uh, great episode, hopefully, in store for the evening. I think um, it's kind of everyone's getting that itch now for football to be back. And so... 49 more days. Yep, the countdown is on. And so we're going to be... Uh, talking about some different scenarios um some uh, early predictions maybe of divisions and who's gonna do well and what um also fantasy picks of who we uh got for you know some guaranteed top picks of who you should go for maybe some uh, sleepers or some people that uh won't have as good of a year as last year you know we'll kind of get into that um We'll start down with uh, what's going down, though, and here in a little bit, we'll be watching the uh, Mets-Giants game that's going to be happening, because this is a Saturday special edition of Sports Harder. Uh, We may be having another special edition next weekend as well, just because uh, I have to work again. The people that uh, hired me want me back for another week, so... Uh, yep, that's always good. So I'm going to be doing that before the school year starts and then going back to work for that. Uh, how's, how's the work been going on, on your side, especially with this heat? Like I can't imagine like how that's been going. Hot and miserable. (laughs) I mean, Friday was the worst. Thank God I didn't have to work today. Yeah. But I was in a shipping container. I told the rest of the guys, I was like, look, I'm not receiving. I'm not going to run the forklift. I'm getting inside that container. I regretted it. (laughs) <laughs> it got so hot i was like yeah yeah <laughs> i about passed out but after like every different item or if i were to fill up the conveyor belt you know while they're wrapping up a skid and stuff like that i'd come out of the conveyor belt get some air get some gatorade you know that kind of thing just to keep myself yeah i can only imagine i mean i was i was here and uh i just did some i mowed the front yard and the backyard and did a little bit of uh, weed eating, and like I was drenched even just from doing that. It wasn't even like, and I was just outside. Like I can only imagine being in like a container. Like the heat is like amplified like hundred oh, times it's, more. It's so amplified just about a hundred <laughs> times more. I mean, it could be ninety degrees outside, and that container will feel like hundred and ten. Yesterday, temperatures got close to a hundred, so that bad boy felt like about hundred and twenty. Oh, yeah. It was Death Valley in compressed form it sucked (laughs) oh nice fun fun times that's why you get paid the big bucks so oh i'll soon be i'll (laughs) soon be getting paid the big bucks because it was announced on friday that my application has been received by human resources for the full-time opportunity to work in the department that i'm in payday that's good (laughs) i'm more i'm more I'm not worried about the pay as much as I am the insurance. That well, yeah, I mean, yeah, because it's called that helps. It's called I probably won't have to pay a single dime for it. Oh, it's nice! Comp- it's like a company paid insurance. Yeah, man. And I heard like copay for like B E R was like fifty bucks. Man, you get the hookup then. So dang right. Let's, let's can, not can, get any broken arms or legs or anything though. Like you know, we don't need to you know do that on purpose. Yeah, <laughs> I got the insurance. Ah! <laughs> I can do whatever I want. 
broken arms, broken legs. I don't care. It's paid for. Yeah, I, I, I can just see it now. I get hired on. The first container I have to do is a glass container. <laughs> and I wind up, like, slicing my wrist. Accidentally, oh, mind you people. Accidentally yeah. slicing my wrist with a damn glass shard because a box of broken glass had just happened to Oh, that would be no bueno. That would be definitely no bueno. And I would be <laughs> cussing up and down. <laughs> well, I would hope so after that. Yeah. Like, the, 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 like, uh, like, say, Winchester's Rescue Squad or Frederick County Rescue Squad would have to come and get me. I'd be cussing all the way to the hospital. be like, <laughs> I just got hired. God damn son of a bitch. <laughs> so, yeah. you, could, you could be able to hear me from Strasburg. It's like, oh, David got injured. Hey, there you go. Well, let's, uh, I guess we'll uh, get into some uh, NBA uh, talks. Um, obviously, the trading and everything like that for this offseason is kind of settled down, but now everyone is getting into, you know, discussing how teams are going to do and, um, you know, the, you know, who got the better end of what deals, you know, when it came to tra- trading and stuff like that. So, um, I think if we, I think if we start in the east, that'll be easier, just because mm-hmm. the west is so stacked. <laughs> so, um, so let's let's start with the east and see kind of who's in, who's out. So, top eight. I'll start. I'll we'll we'll flip, and so I'll I'll say my top eight first, and then you do your top eight, and then when we do the west, I'll let you start, and then I'll I'll go second when it comes to that. So. I should we do make it dramatic and start with number eight and then work up to one, or should we start with like the top seed and then work our way down? Um, I say as of right now, let's just make it no apparent order. I mean, if you just happen to run off who you think your top <laughs> seed is, then go for it. Well, I, I think I think I think there's going to be a dramatic change. You know, Toronto, I think will not be number two. So you know, well, that's what I'm saying. Hey, don't give it away. Don't give it away already. Come on now. Toronto's like, going to finish dead last. Oh, oh, man. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Maybe. All right. Well, golly, Ned, not giving them any love. All right. Well, um, all right. So I think at number the, I don't know. Okay. I was thinking maybe the Pelicans were in the East, but they're not. They're in the West as well. So let's uh, let's start at number eight. I'm gonna go with hmm. Let's see. I think I think Detroit will kind of stay where they were. Detroit was eighth and made the playoffs last year. I think they'll stay at around eighth and make the 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 playoffs again. Um, Kind of all the lower teams that are there are, you know, are are going to stay in the lower Estron. Um, I think number seven will be the Pacers. I think they'll they'll drop down. Um, number six, I think, will be Miami. I think Miami will get in this year, having J- Jimmy Butler now, so that gives them the edge to get in to the playoffs. Um, what I say at number six, right? Number five, I'm going to say the Nets, just because I think them not having KD is not going to help them, obviously. But they still have Kyrie, and they still have the other players to help them. You know, they made the playoffs last year, so I think they'll make the playoffs again. But just they'll be one higher. They'll be they'll be at number five. Um, uh number four i think toronto to be honest like even though they don't have Kawhi, i think they'll still make the playoffs i don't think they'll get out of the first round but i think they'll make the playoffs at number four um number three will be boston um i think they still added they added people uh good enough to be able to replace Kyrie and some of the other players that they lost so um, I think they'll be at, uh, what did I say? Three? Yeah, they'll be at three. And then uh, I'll give Philly at number two. I still think they have their core 
yes, they did lose Jimmy Butler, but I think that they still have the pieces to do what they need to do. And then the number one spot, drum roll, the Bucks. <laughs> the Milwaukee Bucks, you know, the Greek freak reigning MVP. I think they will run away with the East pretty easy now that Kawhi is not there to be able to take it from from them. So I think the Bucks finish at number one. So really... The only thing that I think really changes is Miami will be in and Orlando, Orlando will be out. So who, who do we have for, for the East next year? All right. So keep forgetting the mics all the way over here. <laughs> All right, uh, let's see here. Number eight for me, I'm going to say, will be Miami. For so, obvious for obvious reasons, because you put up you put the best reasons out there. What Jim, having Jimmy Butler, having Jimmy yeah, Butler and everything <laughs> else. But I'm going to put them at number eight, thus eliminating the Magic, because I'm putting the Pistons in at number seven. Nice. I'm gonna say. Let's not lisp through this, please. <laughs> um, I'm going to say the Pacers for number six. Number five will be Toronto. And then I'm going to... F- number five, yeah, number five for Toronto. Did I skip over something? Yeah, I did. Well, it just depends if you're putting Brooklyn over them or not. Yeah, because I said Miami number eight, Pistons number seven. Uh... Pacers number six. Yeah, I'm going to put Brooklyn at number five. They go up a spot. All right. Um, to be honest, I'm going to put the 76ers in at – no, I'm going to put, like you, Toronto at number four, just looking at it. And then the final three will be Boston, Philly, Milwaukee. Nice. So you, you had the same top three that that I had, basically. Yeah, I agree with you. Because they're I the agree, top teams. I agree with your top three, only, like I said, I'm putting the Pistons up one and eliminating the Magic and putting Miami in at number eight. Well, all right. Fair enough. And just to throw this in, the number nine team will be the Wizards. They'll be on the outside looking in. Oh, sad day. I was kind of hoping my Bulls maybe would come up and take a spot, you know, just because... I I was actually thinking about that. I got them behind Washington. Ah. So, vast improvement from 13. They go from 13 to 10. Yeah. I mean, I think with the the young guys that they added, they're definitely going to be moving up. I mean, they're going to be doing better than Charlotte, and they're going to be... Because Charlotte lost their big guy to... um, to Boston, that's why Boston will be doing better. So Charlotte, Charlotte will drop, and then um, the the Bulls will do better than the Knicks. They'll do better than Cleveland. And they'll do better than Atlanta. So the only one they might not do better than is, like you said, the Wizards. So, um, so we'll see. Or if I maybe I'll get lucky and they'll they'll sneak in at eight. I almost put them in at eight, but then I was like, man, everyone's gonna think I'm biased because I'm a Bulls fan. So I was like, I don't I don't want to put them in at eight and then get you know uh, crap over it, you know. So, but uh, they could be a sleeper team if you ask me. I think the Bulls could be a sleeper team. Oh, People, de- you know, could sneak in. Definitely a sleeper team as long as they can start the season off strong. If they can start it off strong and then just keep it there, yeah, they could probably sneak in at number eight. Yeah, and they have they're a young, 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 young team, so um, experience is, is not helping them. But all right, so now the really what do you want to call it? Uh, not the powerhouse. Conference. Yeah, it's just like yeah, like the powerhouse conference in the West. Um, so this time, like I said, you get to start off this time, and then I will uh, give my picks uh, after that. All right, let me see here. Well, <laughs> based on last year's standings, I'm going to put San Antonio in at number eight. Sorry, guys. You just don't have a, you just don't have a very good team now. <laughs> so, I'm sorry. You go in at number eight. Uh, I'm going to put the Lakers in at number seven. 
Wow, that low, really? That low. Wow. Just because this is going to be the year that they find their chemistry. And then once things start clicking, that's when they start winning toward the end of the season. Still going to put them in at number seven, though, just for obvious reasons. All right. Um, which will therefore eliminate the Oklahoma City Thunder. Sorry, guys. No playoffs for you next year. And I'm going to put the Clippers in at number six. Wow. The Lakers and the Clippers that low. Oh, my Oh my days. Oh, oh Never man. Mind. I forgot. No, Clipper, Clippers are finishing <laughs> number three. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. I'm fixing this up here. Uh-huh. All right, San Antonio, number eight. L.A. Lakers, number seven. Uh-huh. Six. Six. Yeah, goodbye, OKC. Hello, Houston. I'm putting Houston in at number six. That low? Wow. I'm having them having an off year. Man, year. all right. Um, the Jazz will still finish fifth, mm-hmm. but they will be that sleeper team we talked about. Yeah, they're going to be hard to beat in the playoffs, that's for sure. Yes. Uh, number four will be Portland. Number three will be the Clippers. Denver and Golden State, no changes there. One and two. Denver finishes second. Golden State will finish first. Wow, man, man, Golden State with all those injuries. I, man, your your list is wonky. (laughs) It is all kinds of wonky. I I do not, I do not agree with too much of what (laughs) of what the standings that you have. So, all right. So at number eight, um. I would have to say you are correct in that that your Spurs will still get in because they've got they've made the playoffs every year since like 1911. So I mean, it's like the streak that they have of making the playoffs is ridiculous. Like as long as Coach Popovich is the coach, they will make the playoffs every year. Like it's just a guarantee. So I got them sneaking in at number eight. Um, Let's see, number seven. Mm, man. Uh, oh. Number seven, number seven. Man, oh, man. Uh, I would have to say Portland at number seven. Um. <laughs> Yeah. Ouch. <laughs> Ouchie mama. Um, number six, I would have to say the Jazz. I think they're going to drop down one. Number five will be the Lakers because they will do load management for LeBron. People are going to be pissed because he's not going to play like half of the season. They're going to try to save him for the playoffs, and they're going to, like, fans are going to be like, I paid my ticket to go see LeBron. Well, tough noogie, if you want him to make the playoffs, you're going to watch him on the bench while you're there. So get over it, fans. Like, it worked for Toronto. Like, Kawhi didn't miss, like, 28 games during the season or something like that. Like, everyone's going to copy that and try to do load management. So it, it, it's going to happen. So that's why they're going to be that low at five, right? I think I had them at five. Yeah. Four will be um, Golden State. So Golden State is going to drop down because no KD, no um, uh, Clay Thompson until like the playoffs start. So they're they're going to drop down to four, which is not – too bad of a seating for them, you know, uh, with who they'll have during the, the season. So, um, number three will be, um, number three will be, uh, the Clippers. They got, they got Kawhi and, uh, Paul George. Again, load management is the only reason why. Uh, number two will be Denver again. They will still take, number two and drum roll for the number one seed in the West. The only team that will actually care about getting a number one seed. The Dallas Mavericks. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> my head hurts. My head hurts. Why? Why did I have this big, this big like thing, and then you just go in and poo poo on it? <laughs> just poo poo all over it for me to poop on. No, okay. Number one will be the Houston Rockets. Be- because they are the only team that's going to care about even having a number one seed. Bale. Because Harden played every game during the regular season last year. Russell R- Westbrook played every game during the regular season. Bale. They're going to play all all game all the games, which means they're going to be able to take the top spot. And Kawhi load management, LeBron load management. So they're going to have lower seats, and they don't care what seating they get. NBA could care less. Freaking Toronto won all their road games in the finals. They they won every single road game. They don't care about home court advantage. So the, the Clippers aren't going to care about it. The Lakers aren't going to care about it. The only teams that are going to care about it is the Rockets and Denver. They're going to take the top spots. So... Basically, the only team I'm saying goodbye to is uh, OKC. That's that's the only team that will be out, and then the Lakers will be in. So, Now, the outside looking in, I'm going to make a bold prediction and say the Pelicans. With having Zion and uh, all the young people that they have, they're barely going to miss getting in. I can, I can agree with you on that. There's not a lot of first-round picks that actually go to the playoffs in their first season. Yeah. And this year will be no different. What do you think if you had to bet, if you had like the betting odds for rookie of the year, Zion or the field, like who would you take? I'd take Zion. I really think Zion's going to have a great year. Hmm, nice. I mean, yeah, he's hurt right now, but best cuz he played the summer league. Yeah, how how best. dumb was that <laughs> that they had him in the summer league? I mean, yeah, they're trying to boost ratings and get more fans and and stuff like that, but like who plays their number 1 pick? In in summer league, like no, I like, would, that's ridiculous. That pretty ridiculous, but and everyone's saying he's out of shape. He's not even like in shape to be even playing. So keep him out of the summer league. Get his butt in shape. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just work him out. Get him back in shape. And you know the funny part? Who said that he was he shouldn't have played? His coach from Duke, Coach K. Coach K publicly said he shouldn't have been playing in summer league. Like, that's bad when your college coach is saying, like, oh, yeah, he wasn't ready. He shouldn't have been playing. Like, that's 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 pretty bad. That's yeah, that's that's terrible. Um, so right now, uh, just to update you, is the top of the first Mets and Giants, who, as far as I'm aware, are both kind of at the bottom of their divisions. Um, the only thing the Mets have going for them is uh, I think his name is Pete Alonzo, right? That, that he won the home run derby and he's yeah, kind of tearing it up as a rookie right now. <laughs> and there is an unknown. Uh, his name is Jeff McNeil. I've never really heard of the guy, and right now he's leading major leagues in batting average. So right now for what batting, team? Uh, for the Mets. He's oh, a, for he's the Mets. He's a leadoff guy, and he's an outfielder. And you don't know too many left or right outfielders that are good contact hitters. You know, for batting average. Oh, I didn't Usually, know Todd Frazier was on the Mets. Yeah, he's been there for, for like a while. Oh, wow. That then, shows how much I then, follow the Mets. And then, of course, <laughs> you have a relief pitcher on the mound right now. I've never seen Jeff. That's a starting pitcher? Yeah, that's Jeff Samarja. I never have seen him as a starter. Huh. He's always been a guy that came off the bench. But, huh. well, but maybe, their ro- maybe their rotation is different. Maybe he's worked on staying in the game a little bit. And right now he's got two strikeouts because he just struck out Robinson Cano with a guy on third and a guy on second. And he's got a one-two count right now. Yeah, he's, he's going to try lo- to see if he can get lo- out of this inning. He's been locating his pitches pretty good. He got uh, Jeff McNeil on an inside pitch. They're playing in San Francisco, and it seems like the wind is up by the bay. So, Oh, uh, Almost, almost hit the the batter that on that one. Sec- that would have been his second because he hit Michael confront confront uh, uh, fourth. Um, he Confron- hit a guy. Yeah, Michael <laughs> Michael, Con- Michael Confronto uh, hit him right in the leg. Oh, nice. I mean, it just grazed the top of his leg, but the, I'm 
but the ump was basically watching the pitch go in. He's like, get pitching, like, take your pace. Right, all right, your pace. Um, so, uh, one, one quick thing. Ooh, nice. Uh, Fandom, three strikeouts. So, so what we'll do is um, we'll we'll take a quick break. Um, we still have a little bit of time, but what we'll do is we'll take a break. When we come back, um, our great friend and listener R.J. Black sent us another voice message to be able to play. Yep, to play on the podcast. He wanted to talk a little bit about the uh, the women's uh, soccer team for USA. Uh, talking about the equal pay thing, he had a uh, interesting comment and s- something I didn't know. So it'll be it'll be cool to to listen to and kind of talk about that a little bit. And then after that, we can get into current baseball standings, and then we'll talk about uh, NFL. So before we go to break, uh, shout out to Jay and his podcast, Free Hugs and High Fives. Uh, you can go check it out on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the major podcast areas. So anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to his. Uh, again, it's Jay's podcast, Free Hugs and High Fives. Go get a, give it a listen. We always appreciate him uh, shouting out to us as well. So we will uh, be back in a flash, and we'll uh, get you guys set up to listen to uh, RJ's uh, comments and the uh, voice message, which we encourage you guys to um, do the voice message. Uh, As always, if you comment on our Instagram, uh, sports underscore harder underscore podcast, or on our Facebook page, sports harder podcast, uh, on uh, Twitter, uh, at Sports Harder P, capital S and capital P. Um, we will always shout out to you guys and we will always talk about what you have to say. So go uh, give us a like on those pages, follow us, uh, comments when we uh, put stuff up or vote on the polls. Uh, we, we love your guys' input and being able to talk about this kind of stuff. So uh, go check those out and we will be back in a flash. Hey, Matt, just wanted to share some tidbit of information kind of about the equal pace segment you had. Um, One of the things that I found very interesting is reported in 2015, Alex Morgan made $450,000 and her husband, uh, Servando uh, Carrasco, made $70,250 as reported last year in 2019. So... um, I mean, that's a huge difference in pay when you look at men versus women. Obviously, I would think realistically her playing is more better than his. I mean, he does play for the Galaxy, LA Galaxy, but still, I mean, that's just kind of an argument to look at. And she's one of the the prominent, you know, uh, individuals that is kind of speaking that piece. But still, I thought I'd just share that information, kind of give your viewers and listeners uh, some uh, information. All right, so we appreciate what uh, RJ had to say uh, when it comes to the equal pay for the U.S. uh, women's soccer team. Um, I was unaware that uh, Alex Morgan made that much more than her husband did playing for a pro team. So, you know, 400,000 compared to 70,000 is like a, a big difference when it comes to, you know, her pay and his pay, especially with. Major League Soccer being more of a well-known sport, obviously, than uh, the women's pro team. Um, We had a home run, solo home run by a Met uh, right now, just as an update. I don't know what happened to his helmet. (laughs) He's running the bases without his helmet on. Must have had a Uh, Barcelona moment. (laughs) Trying to see, like, who it was. They're not saying who it was. They're just saying it was a home run. But right why the bottom of the zone too? Yeah, but why Smith? Something Smith. Why? I still want to see why his helmet was off. He probably <laughs> took off running because he thought it was gonna drop before. Uh, and then he just carried. Um, and something that we'll get into uh, when we start talking about baseball is uh, the changing of the baseball has been a big topic. But a um, little nice little teaser there for what we're gonna talk about. Um, so, uh, so what, how do you feel about what RJ said, uh, when it comes to the Alex Morgan making so much more than her husband when it comes to the equal pay? Oof. 
Well, going back to last week when I talked about the whole equal pay stuff and everything else, you know, and I was all for it. But, um, just kind of, excuse me. (laughs) And just, uh, just now finding this out, you know, it's now kind of making me scratch my head right now (laughs) as in like, okay, you're wanting equal pay, but you've got one person on your team that makes more. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, mean, just because of how well-known she is, I mean, I'm sure she's making a lot more when it comes to, like, merchandise, you know, sales, like jersey sales and different things like that compared to maybe her husband, depending how popular of a player he is, which I don't think he's that popular of a player. Um, But he plays for a popular team. He plays for the LA Galaxy, so... um, some information that I looked up as well, um, you know, since RJ brought this up, it kind of got my head scratching too, but um, it looks like, so um, it says, this is an article from Forbes. It says the men would have earned uh, a $38 million bonus if they would have won the men's world cup title in 2018. So last year, if the men would have won, they would have gotten a $38 million bonus. Um, in 2015, when the women won their third Women's World Cup title, they only earned a $2 million bonus. And in 2019, when they won this year, their fourth title resulted in a $4 million bonus. So I think the women are kind of upset that they're not getting as big of a bonus. If The men, the men would have gotten a $38 million bonus, but this year the women only got a $4 million bonus. Um, and then in 2014 to the end of 2016, female players earned um, $15,000 for trying out and making the women's team. Uh, male players earned 55000 for trying out and making the team. And in 2014, up until 2018, they now make $68,750 for trying out and making the team. Um and uh, when it comes to, again, bonuses, the men's team uh, would uh, earn uh, $5.3 million in uh, performance bonuses. Uh, well, that's how much they earned in 2014 when they lost in the round of 16. Um, and then in 2015, the women's uh, won the World Cup and they only got $1.8 million in performance bonuses with winning and the men lost in the round of 16 and got 5.3 million. So I think the women more so they say equal pay, but I think they just want equal bonuses, you know, when it comes to, you know, being able to, since they've won more obviously and they keep winning and they're getting a substantially less amount in bonuses when they win. Um, and then the, the, the trying out too, the, the trying out and making the team is significantly different. Um, so, I mean, I can see in that sense how they would want better pay for performance bonuses because they did it. They've, they've won, they've won, they've won four titles, you know, and they've won back to back world cups. So, um, does that kind of change your mind on things or is it still having your head scratch a little bit when it, when it comes to that? Uh, I can see them wanting better performance bonuses just for the sole fact of the women's national team is the pretty much the only out of both sides or the only team that's actually doing something. (laughs) Yeah. The only team that's actually winning, (laughs) you know, and me becoming, you know, just now starting to become a, soccer fan, you know, a, a bigger soccer fan. It's just, nah, oh my God. <laughs> I think that they should be getting better performance bonuses, mm-hmm. you know, up there with the guys, you know, 38 million. If they, win. I'm assuming if they would have won yeah. their world cup, mm-hmm. they only got 4 million. Yeah. Against that. That, that kind of sucks, you know, 
and, and these 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 women deserve more right now. I mean, they deserve to have you know a better chance at getting things done right, mm-hmm. better pay and stuff like that because they're the ones that are doing something. Yeah. So I think again, I think I mean when people hear you know equal pay. They're thinking what they actually get paid, but it's more so bonuses that they're getting paid. So I think, you know, they deserve equal pay and bonuses and what they would get if they, uh, if they, like you said, if they win or, you know, performance bonuses, depending how far they get, you know, they get, if they get a certain, uh, you know, round of 32 or the round of, eight or final four or you know whatever it is or making it to the finals and not winning it you know i think they deserve to be able to to get you know the the high performance bonuses just like they did for um the men who lost early and yet you know they were still able to to do that so uh, I think, you know, that that's all we'll kind of mention on that. But, you know, you guys can always, like RJ did, you know, uh, let us know how you feel about it. If you find out any more information, give us a shout out, let us know, and we'll, we'll talk more about it. But um, the numbers that I just read are definitely substantially different. <laughs> they're, they're not close at all. So when it comes to performance and winning bonuses, so... Um, so yeah, I think the the women definitely deserve that. When it comes to the the pay, it seems like they're getting paid good, but bonuses not so much. Hashtag give the women their bonuses. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> start start a trend. Um, all right. So getting on to uh, baseball, uh, what we were talking about. So a big hot topic that's been going on right now in baseball is the baseball has been altered or changed to have it be better like easier like the it goes farther the ball travels farther and so a lot of pitchers are getting really upset and really angry because they're not doing anything to help the pitchers do better you know they're not doing the laces out more so they can grip it more you know they're not uh doing it in any way to to help them so do you think the pitchers are do they have like a valid argument or do you think that it's good for baseball to have all these home runs? Cause I mean, every single year, the home run total count at the end of the season always like almost doubles, like it goes up every year. So, you know, cause they're trying to get more people to come obviously and they're getting to the park and they're wanting more of the younger fans to, to like it. So do you think that's, it's like, you know, Twofold, I guess. Do you think it's uh, fair for the pitchers, and do you think it's good or bad for baseball to be like going down the route of like you know making it where more more home runs are happening? I mean, they always say the long ball is sexy. I mean, (laughs) who says that? (laughs) I mean, yeah, home runs are sexy, especially when you hit them out this deep center field. Mm -hmm. But um, the fact remains. They should leave it the way it is because now pitchers are trying to have to work on their mechanics a little bit to avoid. Oh, that was a bang bang play. Oof. But um, yeah, just like I said, I mean, just with uh, you know, why alter the baseball to create more home runs? Because now you're having pitchers trying to work on their like their mechanics, you know, their, their, their breaking pitches. Like what I just saw with Lockett's pitch right here for the Mets. I mean, that, that thing dropped out yeah. off the table. You know, when you, when it drops that fast, it's hard to square up the baseball and get it right. Yeah. So, but, so you think the pitchers have a valid argument then? Yeah. I say the pitchers do have a valid argument. Catch the ball. There you go. <laughs> but, um, that's just, that's, like I said, that's just it though. I mean, because now you're having pitchers work on the spin of the ball, you know, they're breaking pitches, and those things are going to have to drop so fast that, you know, the batter can't square up on it until the batter learns how to, you know, learns that this is how the pitch breaks, 
Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, pitchers and I mean, batters now are hitting home runs from check swings. Like they're they're check swinging it and they hit it out of the park. Like eh, sometimes the, the last check swing, the last chest check swing home run I saw was not really a home run. It was more of a. Uh, it was more of a. Uh, I couldn't get the ball fielded correctly. There were like three errors on the play. <laughs> well, I and mean, and the batter managed to make it around the, the whole base. Yeah, but that's besides the point. The fact of the matter is, you know, and like I said, I'm just watching Lockett do his do his thing out here. There is, you know, there is no reason to do that. Yes, batters are getting stronger and better at being able to put back the ball and then ball to the seats. But why make it to where all the balls are just practically leaving the yard now? Yeah, I I don't think it's good at all just because I think it's bad for baseball. Um, just because... Back in the day, it was the this you know the steroid era, so everyone got jacked so they could have more balls going out because they wanted baseball to grow and they wanted more fans to watch it. So now, since they're you know what policing, I guess you would say steroids so well, you know, and they're making sure that players aren't doing that, and you know suspensions and fines and everything. That now they're like, okay, well we can't let players get jacked, so now we have to change the ball. So that way more balls are leaving the, the, the field. So I, I don't think it's, it's good for baseball just to try to get the young bucks, the kids who, you know, have short attention spans to, you know, want to watch the game. You know, I think with the season being so long, it doesn't help. Like if they had like a shorter season and they could get into the playoffs quicker, you know, people don't really start paying attention or watching until the playoffs start when it comes to baseball because the season's so long. Same with the NBA. You know, the NBA, no one really cares until it's playoff time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and the players don't even try really until it's playoff time. Like, you know, they, they're not putting forth as much effort or intensity well, into it until then. Until after the All-Star break. I mean. Yeah, when things start, like, picking up. So, um so to go over the standings real quick, um, the Yankees are in first in the American Whoa. League East. <laughs> They're uh, uh, nine games ahead of Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, the Twins are only three games ahead of Cleveland in the Central, so that's still close. Um, Houston is... games ahead of Oakland in the West. So that's kind of close when it comes to baseball. You know, you can catch up pretty easily if some, if a team goes on a losing streak Um, in the national league, uh, Atlanta is uh, 6.5 games ahead of uh, Washington Um, in the central. The Cubs are only two and a half games ahead of St. Louis and only three games ahead of Milwaukee. So that that's still a very close yeah, and that, tight that, race. That could, that could change by the end of the year. Oh, yeah, definitely. And then in the West, the Dodgers are a whopping 14 games ahead of Arizona. That's Dodgers crazy. are cheating. Yeah, that's, that's just ridiculous. Um, so And, of course, taking a look at – not meaning to cut you off or anything. No, you're but, fine. Uh, taking a look at the wild card standings because you guys know that at the end of every season, each league has a wild card team to face the number one seed. Mm-hmm. So, um, right now, the Indians and the Athletics currently hold those two spots in the American League. Uh, Tampa Bay is only a game out, so anything can change. Uh, the Red Sox are three games out. Yeah, and the Rangers National are, League is all Rangers close. Rangers are five and a half. And the uh, Angels are six and a half, and there's still plenty of time left because you've got all of August and most of September. And why is my phone going off? I have no idea. Um, <laughs> over in the uh, National, National League, League yeah, uh, the Nationals and the Cardinals are currently neck and neck right now. I mean, Washington has a game up on the Cardinals, but those two teams would face off. But tied with the Cardinals, so to speak, in terms of 
you know, games back and it's everything the Phillies. Is, is the Phillies. The only thing separating the Cardinals and the Phillies right now is a one hundredth of a point. Or a thousandth <laughs> yep. of a point. Yep. Actually. The Brewers are half a game. And it looks like it stretches all the way down. Arizona's only a game. San Francisco's only two games. So, yeah. <laughs> Jake, I'm in the middle of a podcast. Dumbass. Gosh dang it, Jake. Um... So yeah, like it's uh, still very close when it comes to uh, the wild card as well, and that's what makes uh, baseball so interesting. Is like the wild card, you know, a lot of teams are still in it, even though they're, you know, a pretty good amount of games back behind uh, the top, the top seeds. So, um, and then the wild card too for baseball, you know, it's one game: either you win and you're in, or you know, you lose and you're out. So. Uh, a lot of people wish that it was more so like, you know, a series, but you know, wild card. I mean, I think it's good that it's one and done. If they had a series, it would just prolong the playoffs even more. So I definitely, I know a lot of people are, they poo poo on the one game, uh, wild card, but, uh, you know, I, I think I think it's good. It makes it more exciting that you know you win, you move on, you lose, you're you you're done. So um, even though some people poo poo on that, um, but all right, cool. Well, let's uh, let's uh, move on and use the rest of the time that we have left to uh, talk about football news. So uh, the big thing in the NFL here recently was that Tyreek Hill of the uh, Kansas City Chiefs was not charged anything by police. And so uh, the headline reads, no evidence, no suspension for Chiefs Hill. So Tyreek Hill won't receive any suspensions whatsoever. You would think with like the way Roger Goodell loves to lay down the hammer, he had two opportunities to do it with Zeke. I'm sorry, I know he's your guy, but Zeke, that he still could have if he wanted to. And Tyreek, he, he definitely could have, you know. So two big name players who would have possibly changed the outcome of, you know, teams making the playoffs or not. You know, the Cowboys, if they didn't have Zeke for another six games, could have hurt them very badly. And then Tyreek as well, if it was six games or more, could have hurt their uh, opportunity. So two big name players do not receive any type of suspensions. How does this, how does this help the, the chiefs like uh, big sigh of relief, right? For, for them, I would assume. <laughs> big sigh of relief. I mean, now that Ty, now that Tyreek has been cleared of everything, you know, because there was there was the evidence that was presented was not substan- substantial enough to warrant any kind of domestic abuse or child abuse, basically, because it was against a child. Mm-hmm. There was nothing there to warrant that. The NFL saw it the same way. We did not see any. They didn't see anything. We couldn't find anything. Therefore, we're not going to suspend Tyreek Hill. The case is closed. Consider it done. He's going to be going at the top of people's uh, fantasy draft boards again, especially with Patrick Mahomes like oh, yeah. throwing to him. Now, <laughs> so, that, now that Mahomes has his target, now this is going to make the things, deep threat. Yeah, it, it's going. To, this is going to make things so much better for the Chiefs. And now, you know, everybody's going well. The Chiefs were like going to be like a wild card team. Now the Chiefs can actually. Take the top seed. Take a top seed if they had to. Yeah, I mean, I could see them having the number one seed in the AFC again and having home field advantage, which, I mean, second loudest, you know. making the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the the odds of them doing that have increased uh, immensely. So with having Tyreek now for the full season, you know, as long as he stays healthy, I mean, that's – what you say about any player, you know, and speaking and speaking of the terms of the of suspensions, you know, the NFL has had had announced that, you know, Elliot was not going to get suspended. Mm-hmm. And now that 
the whole thing has surfaced. Haven't heard anything since the, the, that announcement. But that Las Vegas security guard wants police to charge Elliot. Yeah, here's he's just thing. trying he, to get money out of him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here's the thing: the NFL has already said that Zeke was not gonna get that Zeke was not gonna get suspended. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm pretty sure that even if this was to be, uh, you know what it was, you know, like say the police do charge Elliot. I don't think the NFL backs down from their stance because it's like, yeah, it's he, almost like it's almost a double edged, almost double jeopardy to be perfectly honest. Like in a trial, like you know, you're not yeah. supposed to get tried for the same thing twice. Yeah, you know, the NFL pretty much has already laid down the law. They're like, okay, well, we didn't find anything the first time. We're not going to reopen this investigation because it's going to cause too much of a problem with other you know, with the player himself and the team. We already said he's not going to get suspended. We're still not going to suspend him, no matter what happens. Yeah, so yeah, that's that's basically done deal, so... And then and then again, because of Roger Goodell being the idiot that he is... <laughs> so many people love him. So many people want to <laughs> beat him in the head. But um, that's just it, though. I mean, being Roger Goodell is the... Joseph Stalin of the NFL, um, you know, there's there could be a possibility that he gets suspended. I mean, but I don't think it's going to happen. The NFL has already said, look, we don't have any evidence that he did it, and now you're now wanting to do this. This is more of a money ploy now. Well, yeah, I mean, the NFL doesn't care. That's more. That's going to be more Zeke's personal stuff. I mean, what he has to handle. I mean, the guy is not suing the NFL. He's suing Zeke. So, I mean, that's going to be something that he's going to handle personally off the field, and hopefully that won't distract him too much, and he can kind of get that taken care of pretty quickly. Well, and here's the other thing, and here's the other thing, too. The the security guard wants police to charge Elliot. The police are probably looking at him going, why didn't you press charges the first time? Well, yeah. They're going to be like, look, the NFL has already concluded their investigation. We're not going to reopen this just because your butt hurt about something. <laughs> well, not even that. You just, you know, again, like you said, money I mean, boy. So I mean, you you're know. getting you're getting the Raiders for God's sakes. <laughs> All right, the Raiders are going to Las Vegas. Shut up and deal with it. Um. Well, I mean, he. Who knows if this guy is even, uh, you know, a football fan or not, but. Um, he's probably not. He's probably like a he's probably a golf fan or something. <laughs> um, so uh, something I think that uh, would be fun to do. Uh, so the future I feel is bright for some of these young NFL quarterbacks. So if you had to pick top five people that you think is going to make the NFL thrive in the next five years. You know, when Breeze is gone, when Brady's gone, all the big names are gone. Who's going to kind of take their spot, those spots, like in the spotlights uh, and start becoming, you know, the the NFL, the face of the NFL when it comes to like quarterbacks? If you had to pick like five young guys that would in the next like five years or so that would take over and be able to handle carrying the NFL on their backs. No, top pick would definitely have to be Patrick Mahomes. Boom. I mean, <laughs> right away, easy easy pick, easy, right? Easy pick, number one, Patrick Mahomes. Because you saw what he did last year in his first full season. Mm-hmm. You know, technically that was his sophomore season, but he only played it one game in his rookie year. Thanks, Alex Smith. <laughs> but um, Patrick Mahomes played his first full season, and he lit up that offense. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had almost Breeze-like numbers. He had Manning-like numbers. Mm-hmm. He keeps doing that. He would definitely be the face of the NFL for sure. I mean, mm-hmm. just in the long run and everything else. He's gonna. He's definitely the top guy. Okay. Now, as for the next four, this one's going to kind of be a little bit difficult because there's not really a whole lot of young quarterbacks out right now. I don't know about that. I mean, 
there, there's really nobody that can actually stand up to what these guys have done. And I'm searching through my head right now. I mean, if in no particular order for two, two to five, <laughs> okay, because I can't really place them right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing like a mental scanning of all the divisions and everything else. I would honestly have to say, you know, if Dwayne Haskins can prove that oh. he was a mispick by the Giants mm-hmm. since he went to Washington. Yeah. If he can prove to be Washington's quarterback and lead that team to actual playoff appearances, you know, and do good things. You also got to do good things off the field as well. Well, yeah, yeah. But if he's able to do that and everything else, he could be a viable pick for, you know, a young quarterback to help carry the new generation Mm -hmm. of guys into the next era of football. You know, because this old era, you know, the guys Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Mm -hmm. you know, all these, you know, veteran quarterbacks, not going to last forever. Yeah, true. So Dwayne Haskins would definitely be one. Uh, Maybe the, um, maybe Kyler Murray. (laughs) No. <laughs> that's why I said maybe. That, that's a negative ghost rider. That's a maybe because he plays for I the think, Cardinals. I think Baker Mayfield will yeah, be someone him. who about him. Yeah, will Baker, be Baker, up there. Definitely Baker Mayfield as a as a top echelon quarterback. He did not have a bad year last year. No. And he it has the just, personality to be able to, you know, to, it, to do it as well. And it was his rookie year. Get the rookie jitters off. You and know, he's got more weapons now. He's got he's definitely got, got more yeah. weapons now. But like I said, he's got, you know, shake it off a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. I think uh I think Andrew Luck will he's not a vet per se. I mean, especially with missing the years that he missed with his uh shoulder injury. Yeah. But I think he'll be a face. Like I think he'll definitely be someone who can get him, handle get you him know? some better weapons. And then will and then he'll thrive. He'll still do well, even with oh yeah, he'll still bad weapons. Well. Like I think he'll. That's what I'm saying. Like he can be like a well, here's a, Panny, a Peyton Manning, where you know, no matter who he throws to, they're gonna be a superstar. <laughs> yeah, but well, here's the thing with that: you could take a good receiver and turn him into a superstar. And it looks like we're gonna have to. <laughs> we're, it looks like we're gonna have to take a break here. <laughs> yes, we we will take a, a quick break, and when we come back, we'll finish up uh, what, we were what we were talking about, and we'll do the the two minute drill and uh, call it good. So we will be back in a flash. All right, we're back, better than ever, ready to rumble in the jungle. We're gonna finish things up here and uh, get things done with uh, what we were talking about when it comes to the top uh, top five uh, quarterbacks that we think will be able to be the face uh, going forward of the NFL and kind of carry things on their back. Um, for me, and then uh, we'll, we'll let you put yours maybe more, more in order. I agree. I got Patrick Mahomes at number one. Um, uh, Number two, I would have to say, would be Andrew Luck, just because I think he's definitely one of the top tier quarterbacks. And like we were, I was trying to say before we went to break last time was that, um, you know, he can make anyone good. It doesn't matter who he's throwing to. He he kind of does have that Peyton Manning quality about him. Um, I would have to say another one would probably uh, be Jared Goff. I would say at number three, uh, third year leads his team to a Super Bowl. made some big time throws and plays during the playoffs that, you know, everyone was kind of question marking him. And with him being number one overall pick, I think he's done a great job at uh, carrying, carrying the team and helping, helping the team. Um, Yes, everyone says, you know, it's, it's Sean McVay's scheme, and that's why he's doing so well. But, I mean, you know, Sean McVay is not the one out there throwing the ball. So he can tell him what he needs to do, but it doesn't mean that he's going to be able to do it. Like, he still has to be able to do what's asked of him. So um, number four, um, I would say Carson Wentz, if he can stay healthy. Like, he's just he's just such a big question mark, but, you know, 
if if he's able to stay healthy, he could definitely become a face and kind of you know get things uh, turned around for for his career. Um, and then uh, number five, um, man, that's uh, that would be that's gonna be a hard one thinking uh, who would be number five when it comes to that. I'm trying to think of the quarterbacks that are in each, <laughs> each thing, kind of like what you were saying. Um, man, oh man. Trying to think some of the quarterbacks. See, if they don't come to mind, it's kind of hard to say that they're going to be a face. <laughs> they're going to be able to, you know, carry the NFL like going forward. Cause I mean, it's hard to find a, a great quarterback. And so that's why it's always, you know, every team's trying to do it and every team's trying to find one. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say maybe Lamar Jackson, but I, I don't know. He had, he had an okay year. He was more running than he was anything else. You know, I might have to say Deshaun Watson, maybe. Ooh, that's it. There we go. There we go. See, that's why you're the co-host. <laughs> <laughs> I I actually have always liked Deshaun Watson. I said when he got drafted that the Texans got a steal, like because he they dropped. Did. He got he got they got a steal out of him. That's what I'm saying about Haskins. I mean, even though you put him in your your top five, if you were saying, I'm saying the Redskins got a steal in Haskins. Like I I think he's he's going to be able to help turn that team around for sure. So. Thank you. Yeah, I would definitely say five would be Deshaun Watson for sure. I think so. Our, I, how think, is, I think our top five pretty much levels it out. This is the same. Home. The only thing I would have to do though is you have Andrew Luck at number two. I'd shift him to number three and move Jared Goff up. All right. Just for the simple fact that you know I'm not putting anything against Andrew Andrew Luck, great quarterback, but Jared Goff in just his third season able to do what he does. Eh, you got thrown out. Um, that's a first and little legs. No wonder you lost first. Place. <laughs> we were talking about the the Mets player. He tried to steal He's second, first and baseman uh, too. you're not supposed to steal bases. Yeah, he didn't. Uh, he did not make it. <laughs> it was the guy that hit the solo home run. He got thrown out. <laughs> yeah, but like I said, that's that, that's just how. Uh, that's just yeah. That's how my top five would be. Just all right. The other way around, you know, with two and three. Fair enough. <laughs> Well, uh, next, uh, next week we can, uh, talk about, uh, wide receivers and, uh, running backs, especially with, uh, I've already got my number one running back and it's not Zeke. (laughs) Well, uh, that's, that's a nice little teaser. We'll have to, we'll have to see, uh, what that will be for next week. We can kind of dive into that and talk about that. And, uh, especially, uh, running backs wanting to get paid. We can debate the topic of, you know, should, you know, do you need a a running back to be able to win, you know? And uh, that, that'll be interesting because a lot of people are saying, you know, you don't need to pay a running back because running back's not the most important position and different things like that. And so that's why, you know, they shouldn't get paid. Uh, So I'd really really hate to say it, but uh, quarterbacks are the leaders of the team. They are the mm-hmm. ones who call the plays. They are the ones who have to change the plays if they see something different. Well, we'll they, leave it. We'll leave it. We'll leave it at that because we're going to talk more about it next time for the next episode. So. Kickers deserve to be the highest paid people. Oh my, oh my days! <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> who's y'all's kicker? So much. <laughs> who's y'all's kicker? Greg the Leg Zerline. Okay, somebody pay him seven year. Fifty million dollars because that guy's got a leg. Well, yeah, I mean, he kicked us into the Super Bowl, so I mean, exactly. So yeah, <laughs> but um, actually, no, it should have been New Orleans. Yeah, whatever. Pass interference. Yeah, well, I mean, wasn't called. Woulda, shoulda, coulda, it didn't happen. So they they need to they need to get over it. But um. If it happens again, they have they have they fixed it and they have their their challenges this year. But um, watch it get abused too. Oh we'll gosh. talk about that next week too. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how well that goes during preseason when they first start using it. Um, Which so is just in two weeks, by the way. Yeah, it's coming up in uh, preseason starting up. 
soon we'll be able to start talking about Hard Knocks and how those episodes have been going with the Raiders. Uh, again, we'll be talking about fantasy football and getting our uh, fantasy league going. Um, so, yeah, so uh, we can't wait to get all that and more talking next week. Uh, again, we'll probably have another episode over the weekend. But uh, we do appreciate all the listens. We appreciate all the support. Go check us out on all our social media pages, Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, Leave comments. We'll shout out to you guys. Leave more voice messages like RJ Black is doing so we can play them like we did in this episode. Um, And, guys, don't be be shy about it. If you want to leave a voice message but don't want to put your name in there, just let us know. You know, we'll just say a listener. Yeah, yeah, we'll just say a listener sent this to us or something like that. You know, you don't have to be, you know, called out on it. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to be like blown up like that. I mean, we appreciate RJ for what he's uh, done. You know, two weeks in a row. Mm -hmm, Yeah, you know, two voice messages. RJ continues sending us some stuff. You know, it's giving us some really, really good stuff to talk about. But guys, you know, voice messages. Uh, the comments, of course, you can't really, un- you can't really, you know, say, you know, hey, I want to be anonymous in this comment. <laughs> the only way that's going to happen is if you send either a a uh, private message to the Sports Harder Facebook or the Twitter mm-hmm. account or yeah. even the Instagram account, and then we'll say a listener wrote us. You know, mm-hmm. we'll just do it that way. That way, but who doesn't want to be known? stand by your comments stand by by your comments we love giving shout outs and stuff like that so Mm -hmm. just let us know you know keep you know send us good comments and stuff like that and uh you know get get that shout out oh yeah definitely so uh so yeah so we're excited for uh next week for that and getting things rolling and um we we appreciate everyone we love everyone um uh Tell your friends, family, your neighbors, your dogs, your neighbor's dog, like anyone about the podcast, have them listen. Um, we only had six uh, plays and listens this past week, so we want to get that up. We want to get into the double digits like we have been and um, get more people to, to listen and, and to do that. Um, so until next week, uh, we will catch you guys on the flip side. Peace. Testing one, two, three, testing one, two, three, new episode of Sports Harder on now. Ah. Okay. A little bit more. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Actual words. No. <laughs>